0: entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley.
1: Hi, everyone. It's Nick here, and welcome to Scale Up Your Business for this week. I am delighted to have back on the show, Kev Blackburn. Now, Kev was, oh, God, one of my first interviews back a year ago. Um, You may recall everyone who's been an avid listener to the podcast that he and I met at a Tony Robbins event. We sat next to each other got on really well, uh, very similar values kind of in terms of what we're doing, all those sort of things. Go back and listen to that episode again, but he's on today. He's on today because I was thinking, you know, this is a guy who started off as an electrical engineer earning, you know, sort of tens of thousands of pounds, if you like, in that job and then all of a sudden has created an empire around uh, sort of Amazon and arbitrage and in the last literally year, that business has gone from strength to strength. It's generating millions of um, pounds in revenue now. And so many of you are coming to me and saying, listen, how can I think differently about income streams? How can I pivot my business to be more digital? You know, what are the options to me? Nick? Can you help me? Help me with this. And I thought, you know what? Kev's done it. And he built this thing within three or four years. So Kev's back. He's going to talk about where he's at, a bit of an update on his life, what he's done, the opportunity again around arbitrage, online retail, how you can do that as a side hustle and also do it as a full-time gig. Um, And really, I just want to kind of, you know, get into, you know, just give you some different ideas, some different things that you can be thinking about now as you're, you know, using your time through COVID-19. So really great to have him on the show so um, just a quick call out if you haven't subscribed if you haven't left a review that would be absolutely awesome right now um, i'm trying to kind of keep pushing things along and spread the word so all of those things help in terms of um, awareness of uh, scale up your business so please do that And the Scale Up Your Business community on Facebook is live. We've now got over a 1,000 people in there. It's a massive active community. So I encourage you to join that. Obviously, it's a free Facebook group and I put perspectives in there. I share stuff from all the people who've been on the show and also from my kind of reading and and different things that I'm getting in. But more importantly, a lot of people are kind of working with each other and collaborating on business scale up. So I encourage you to uh, go in, join the community, say hi. I'm in there all the time saying, Hi, So if you want to kind of get a little bit more practical help on a day-to-day basis, that is the place to go. Okay. So that's it. Welcome back to the show, Kev Blackburn. Hi, everybody. It's Nick here and welcome to Scale Up Your Business. I have a special guest today. In fact, someone who's been on the show before, Mr. Kev Blackburn. Welcome back to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, Nick.
0: Looking forward to this
1: one. (laughs) You know, you were one of my first interviews. So we're going back over a year. And for those who are kind of coming to the podcast now, they don't know the story, we'll give the abridged version. But we met at a Tony Robbins event. We sat next to each other pretty much at the Unleash the Power um, Within event in London, which seems ages ago now. (laughs) A a lifetime ago now. A lifetime ago because things have changed so much. And uh, we got on really well lots of different things in common. Um, Kev then came on the podcast and I'll kind of get into kind of why I wanted to ask him back on again in a second. Uh, We've kept in touch, you know, um, the stuff he's doing and certainly the beliefs of of how he's scaling and growing his business are very similar to kind of how I think about things. So it's good to have you back, mate. How have things been over the last, what must have been about a year since you've been on? So how's it been?
0: Yeah I mean first of all it's a, it's a pleasure to be to be back on Nick um I'm a huge huge fan of the the podcast I think it's a fantastic podcast with amazing guests and you do a great job hosting it so it's you know it's great to be back and uh, to to hopefully provide as much value as I can to to your listeners so uh, yeah the the last year has been um I and mean, it's been pretty crazy sort of um obviously the the current climate that we are uh, in with uh, coronavirus. It's changed so much um, with everything that's going on. I mean, what I do in terms of uh, selling physical products online, um, our peak period, our Q4 is, is lead up to Christmas. That's our, our busiest time of the year. And then coming into a brand new year with everything that's going on with um, the, the entire world at this point, it's just we're, we're in unprecedented times in terms of I've never experienced this before. So um, no. We are indeed, mate. We are
1: indeed. And I remember last time we brought you on, we talked about sort of Amazon and arbitrage, and I had no idea what that was, and you, <laughs> you educated me. And your, your business has changed considerably, I think, since then, I mean, in terms of obviously back then, you were doing a big business, but you've kind of diversified. You've got education programs running probably more at scale. Now you've moved a bit more into own label products as well, I believe. So I thought what would be really good today is because, you know, we are in COVID-19 territory. Um, there are people out there who are, you know, they've got lots of fear, uncertainty, some people are losing their jobs. Some people have got businesses that need to pivot and change and actually just understand online more in the broadest context. And you know, you made the change a number of years ago now and you've made a big success of it. So I thought it was a great time to get you back on and as as we said before we started recording, just see where the conversation goes. But if we can help inspire, educate,
0: you know, some of the listeners today, I think that's a a good uh, piece of time well spent. Absolutely, and and the one thing that I'll say is um, to to anybody that's going through a, a difficult time right now, the uncertainty of jobs, businesses. Um, th- this is I can relate so much because this is this is how I got my start online in the first place because I was an electrical engineer, as as you know, and uh, the steelworks that I was working at at the time in back in two thousand and fifteen. They were going through a, a difficult time where they were losing lots of money. They were talking about redundancies. They were talking about uh, downscaling, and, and people would ultimately be at risk. And it was it was at that time, I thought to myself, you know, I need to protect myself uh, for the future where I'm in control of my own business and, and nobody can tell me, um, you know, I, I don't have a job tomorrow. And uh, so I, I really do relate to anybody going through that time right now. Um, and uh, if, it, if anything's going to give you the motivation, the, you know, the reasons to, to take control of your own, you know, destiny, if you like, then, uh, you know, this is, this is it. Yeah, I agree. Well, I I mean, the reason I do what I do now, and we've had this conversation a
1: little bit before is I I just kept getting sacked. I kept getting sacked from jobs. (laughs) And there was a point where, you know, I was becoming unemployable um, just because, you know, I, I kind of wanted to do more. I wanted to have more control and freedom of my time and my income. I didn't want to have to rely on someone else for that. And, you know, best decision I ever made when I, when I finally got around to being brave enough to do that. So I think sometimes these situations are forced on you, but they can be a gift. You know, and if anyone's in that position right now and they're listening to this and they're thinking, oh, you know, I need to change something or, you know, unfortunately that that sort of decision has been made for you, then, you know, we'll we'll get into some tips and some strategies today. Maybe just to kind of open your mind a little bit to some of the possibilities that are out there, because losing a job, you know, may not be the the closing of a door. It might be the opening of another. So that's exactly it.
0: I mean that that's exactly it. You know I, I remember very well being um summoned to a, a conference room where the uh, the owners of the business were just about to inform us which of multiple plants were going to be shut down and with that redundant. And I remember thinking to myself at that moment there I said you know i've got a young family i've got a house i've got responsibility as a as a you know husband as a family and and i thought to myself you know th- there's got to be another way there's got to be something that i can do and especially online because i knew that's where the the future lies i mean the the future is online and there's so much opportunity uh, with the internet with many different business models. And that was that was my initial start. I, I thought, okay, I'm gonna get started building an online business. And I think that's where everybody, uh, my biggest recommendation would be to think about, first of all, the, the way you want to live your life. So for me, being an electrical engineer with the responsibility that that comes with, and the, the time, the investment, or everything that comes with that, I had no time, I had no freedom. And that's what the online business can ultimately do. It can give you a bit more time and a bit more uh, opportunity to spend uh, life the way that you want.
1: So let's let's break that down a little bit. So obviously last time we spoke, the business was doing well. It's obviously diversified in that 12 months or thereabouts. So what would you say you spend your time doing now? Are you you working more on the business or are you in the business? What's the balance? (laughs)
0: Um, I'm, I'm as much as I possibly can be on the business. I have uh, a big part of what I do now is the recruitment of team members, uh, the systemization of different operations that we've got. We we have diversified over the the last couple of years um, due to the unfortunately with the with the amazing opportunity that you've got with something like an Amazon. You're also building your business. On Amazon which means that they ultimately do control your business and with that comes some some risks that you need to be aware of if for example uh, they uh, suspend your account for uh, any particular reason then obviously if you're building your business like that you need to have some diversification Got it. And what does the business look like now? So if you, if you were looking,
1: because your brand, if you want call it, to call it such, is Life Success Engineer. So I've always thought of that as that's your business because, you know, I'm big on personal branding. And underneath that, you've got a number of different verticals or, or, or areas, if you like. So if you want to just you know, break that down,
0: explain what that looks like now and sort of how it's changed over the last year. Of course, yeah. So um, right now, um, we have a, a physical products business where we we basically sell physical products online using Amazon. And within that business, we have different models that we use. So you mentioned arbitrage there, which is the difference in price, buying, buying low, mm-hmm. selling high. Uh, with that comes models like online arbitrage and uh, wholesale. And also we, over the last sort of four to six months, we've also launched our own private label products, which is basically our own branded products, which are our brand and not anybody else's brand. So that's like one leg of my business. That was the starting leg of my business. That's how I got started. And then we diversified into, we, we now have a, a prep service. So we have one of the first, I believe of its kind, um, a franchise prep service, where we've got three separate locations around the UK, in Scunthorpe, in Brig, as well as Newcastle. Um, And what we do is we help other Amazon sellers to get their products shipped to Amazon's Fulfillment Center. So if, if somebody's starting from home, just like we did, uh, start from our, you know, our living rooms, our bedrooms, our hallways, just taking advantage of every, every space that you've got at home, um, they could use a prep service. So instead of getting their products delivered to their house, they get it delivered to our warehouses, where we've got a great team who ship products every single day. Uh, so that's, that's like the physical products element of it. And then online, as you say, we've uh, we've I created a brand where I just shared I shared the journey. I shared um, uh, some tips of of what I've learned building a team. We've got um, we've got a, an assistant team from uh, we've got members of the team from the Philippines, India, Serbia. I've got freelancers from um, you know South Africa. Got an amazing team now that allow me to to do what you do, Nick. You know, help other people, and um, and that, that's Good. where the Good. the true passion is.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it's, you've got a series of, oh, we'll get into this a bit because it's a bit fun to talk about, you've got a series of videos, a number of videos that people can kind of get access to through YouTube which tell your story, which are great. Um, but the one, the one thing I've, ha- having looked at these videos in detail now, the one thing that I think um, you probably take for granted a little bit is because you're, you're an engineer by trade, but you're also an engineer by mindset. <laughs> so there's a, the level of detail of how you've built processes and systems and and that kind of design thinking, if you know what I mean, it's, I can see it everywhere. What you've done, I mean, how do you, you know, when you're when you're helping people kind of look at the online space, and they don't come from that natural uh, experience or, 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 or the way they think, how do you how do you sort of coach them or, or assist them in that way?
0: That's a fantastic question, and uh, you know, I, I always say that systems is my favourite word, you know, and because <laughs> because I, I believe that. Um, but the experience that I had from engineering, it, it did help me when it comes to building my business because I, I, I believe that when you look at the most successful businesses like the, you know, the McDonald's of the world and the, the Apple's and the Amazon's and these big, big businesses that have you know, been around for decades very, very successfully, gone through the ups and downs, they're all, they're all fundamentally built on systems. And they're built on processes, so that you're not dependent on any one person. So if the you know if a, a, a manager of McDonald's cannot work for for some reason, it doesn't it doesn't break the whole system. They're still able to operate and still able to ultimately provide the level of service for that business for their customers. So whenever I I work with with anybody when it comes to the foundations of a of a business, I, I think that um, it, it, you have to. So, to me, you have to think of the end goal in mind, right? So, the end goal in mind, and what I mean by that is, what are you building your business for? Because some people can can build a can start building a business, and in some way, they can actually build a bit of a monster for themselves, where they now they now they become a little bit stressed and overwhelmed with so many elements of the business, you know, marketing or admin or accounting or customer support, there's so many things that we got to do. And the way I tried to sort of share this is you've got to try breaking your, your business down into different stages, okay? And uh, the, most, uh, the, the most fundamental um, uh, approach that I had with my first business when it comes to selling physical products, I broke it down into three simple systems. And that was sourcing, finding products, purchasing, actually purchasing those products, and shipping and actually shipping the products so we can sell them and and then at that point you can actually start to work on well what's the the most efficient way of finding products to sell what's the most efficient way of purchasing those products and what's the most efficient way of uh, shipping those products and that that's been my philosophy and what I've tried to share with with people how long did it take
1: you from, from beginning? So you would have had, like anything, well, I always say once you um, start something that you've never done before, it can be overwhelming, right? Because you've never done it before, so it's expected. But when you first started looking at this space, the whole Amazon world and the online um, retail world, was there a point in time where you were thinking, oh, God, this, this just seems crazy, there's so much to learn? Or did you kind of pick it up and just break it down into small chunks and just kind of learn something and then apply it? How, what was your approach to that?
0: Um, I, I'll be honest, I absolutely loved it. Like when, when uh, I remember, I think I maybe shared this story in, in the the last um, time I was on on the, the podcast, but I remember watching um, uh, Lord Allen's, uh, Lord Allen Sugar's Apprentice. And this particular episode was talking about buying and selling. You know, the teams had, I think it was 500 pounds to start with and whoever could buy the, the most and sell it for the most money wins and that's when we we first did a an apprentice challenger part of the family but instead of starting with 500 pound we started with 10 pound and um i remember going to sue rider which is a um which is a charity store here in the uk and um i was i was looking for i, I could just try finding something to to sell and um I found these little porcelain birds, real shiny, real top quality. And they had a signature, a date. And to me, it was like, these have to be worth more than 75 pence. They they have to be. There'll be somebody somewhere in the world that is a collector of these birds and they will, they will pay more money for that. So uh, that was the, I ended up buying those birds. I ended up selling them for like 10 pound each. And that was the, it was like, oh my God, I can actually, I enjoy doing this. This is practical. This is not like um, like theory based it was practical you know it was like I can get my hands I can get my hands stuck in and I can actually see a result and that's that's the main thing here the the great thing about this business model is you buy something today and then if you sell it next week you've made some money next week it's not it's not like you do lots of work right now and then you have to wait two years to, to make any money it, it's it's buying and selling. So it's a real simple uh, process and it's simple business model, but it's so exciting because you can see the results immediately.
1: And they, I suppose one of the things that is probably, because you've got different ways of selling the product, right? So you talked about um, fulfilled by Amazon. So, you know, FBA, that whole, that whole model takes a little bit of understanding, doesn't it? Because when I've been playing around with it um, the last couple of weeks, there are some pitfalls there. You need to understand how the system works there to be able to maximize it because I think you, you said in one of your videos that, you know, if you, if you buy a product, so you might buy something cheap, you might buy it, you know, through a discount sale at, at a, a high street or an online store, or something like that. Um, and then, you know, there's a point where there's also the costs, the Amazon costs that come in. So the margins there's a little bit of kind of making sure the detail on the metrics is really clear. Otherwise, you know, you could lose money, couldn't you? In, in that space.
0: Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, you, you need to know the, the the different costs that are involved. You know, for but the one the one thing I would say, and the the, the greatest thing about um, my start in the business model was when when I did the the whole bird situation that the bird finding and selling that was complete random. That was a complete guess with no data, no information. That was just maybe uh, maybe some ingenuity of like, oh, I can maybe sell this, but. When it comes to Amazon, Amazon, they actually give you so much data already. They give you every, every metric that you need to know whether uh, that product is going to sell or not. So it's the, for me, when it comes to engineering, I don't like guessing and I don't like gambling. It's all about limiting risk. So what really stuck out to me was, okay, if I'm going to sell this particular item, I can see the history of sales. I can see the history of price. I can see what it's selling for right now. I can see, because Amazon are going to tell me what the fees are right now. So I can already, I can already, um, I'm limiting the, the, the. Or I'm increasing the probability of that particular item. If I just make that for sale and I can see for the last three months it's been at that price and it's also sold at this rate of sales, then the chances are I'm also going to sell that particular item. So that's the one thing that I, I would okay. say. <laughs> so if you is there let's say for example you
1: you buy a product you get it quite cheap but then that product gets massively discounted somewhere else and then obviously someone buys it even cheaper what happens in that scenario you've already paid one price for it because it must be you must be a numbers game at some point where you look at it and go okay we're going to take a bit of a risk here you know but obviously you've got the data to support that as best you can but sometimes things change but you've got quite a lot of product going through what you do now so some over here that you may not make as much money on, or may even lose a bit of money, it doesn't matter because the sum of the parts means that you are making a good margin across the rest. Is that how you look at it? It's a bit of, I suppose it's a little bit like spread betting, um, but with obviously a lot of metrics behind it.
0: And the, the way I see it is, I, I think fundamentally understanding what, what arbitrage really is, and fundamentally understanding the difference in prices in, in different marketplaces. So for example, Um, Amazon is a marketplace. eBay is a marketplace. Where you go to Tesco or your local Asda, that's like a a, a local marketplace. And they're not connected. So if, for example, you find a product um, at a particular store and that happens to be buy one, get one free, or buy, um, buy two, get the third free, or whatever discount it may be, that doesn't mean that that discount it gets spread out to everybody else. And on Amazon, there's also, they've got to put the sale on on, and things. So when you look at a a particular item where the value of that product is, let's say 20 pounds, and that's what the value of that product is in general in the marketplace. Now, you may have a um, one particular, um, one store that's selling it for I don't know 21.99 another store selling it for 19.99 but then if one of those stores you know drops it down to 50% off and it's now 10 pound that gives you an opportunity at that moment in time to take advantage of that now in your case what you just said there about well what if somebody else then found a better deal let's say that it was 75% off well the chances are that those sales will will end at some point, right? That's how sales work. They may be on for a week, for two weeks. If, if, if it's on for any longer, then the, the whole um, the price of the, the product will just decrease back down to that, that actual sale. But if, let's say I bought it for 50% off and then you purchased the item for 75% off, well, within two weeks, you may not be able to get that for 75% off anymore. I might not be able to get it for 50% off anymore. So when you sell out and you get your margin, I'm just going to be sat there waiting for you to sell out and then the price will come back up to me. Got it. So if you're buying low, as, as we said, but you know, arbitrage is buying low and
1: selling high. <clears throat> there are dimensions within that, you know, where that can be, depending on kind of, you know, who, who strikes first, what, you know, how good your research is, all of that stuff. But as long as you're buying below the market value where you have a heap of data anyway, you know, you might not sell your product as quickly, but you're going to sell it
0: because you've already bought it at a price, which is lower. That's the key thing here. The key, the key thing is here to, to uh, not to race down to the bottom Make sure you know your numbers, make sure you know your margins, and, and stick to that. Yeah, got it. All righty. Well, let's get into some practicality, shall we? I think everyone kind of knows you now,
1: Kev. You're <laughs> a, a celebrity on Scale Up Your Business. You know, you the, the Amazon <laughs> arbitrage guy. <laughs> no. Um, so, let, you know, we said at the very beginning of this COVID 19, you know, people might be kind of just reevaluating for whatever reason. If you were starting your business now, what would you do differently or would you do the same thing or has it changed so much in three, four, five years you've done it that there's a different way of approaching
0: that's a That's a great question. Um, I, I think the, the, during this time with, with COVID and uh, the coronavirus, if, if anything, it has shifted the entire landscape of retail online. And you know the, if you think of, I don't know where I saw this statistic, Nick, and, and you may be able to, 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 to tell me, but I think prior to this, I think there was only like 10, 15% of all sales was only online because that's how young and how uh, fresh online business really is. But now if you think of the whole, everything physical is pretty much shut down. There's no shopping centers open. There's no malls open. So now everybody's shopping online. And it's been a, a huge spike in demand of Amazon. There's been uh, the volume of, of of what Amazon have now been sort of shipping is amazing, right? So starting the business now, I actually believe it's a, it's an amazing time to start the, the business online. So the first things that, from a practical point of view, the first thing you've got to know is to sell on Amazon. For example, you you need an Amazon Seller Central account okay, because you want to take advantage of what they call Amazon Fulfillment by Amazon, which means that you can ship your product to Amazon's fulfillment centers, so when a, a customer places an order for that item, Amazon are taking care of all the shipping. So there's lots of pros to do that. So you're gonna need a um, an Amazon Seller Central account. Depending on whether you want to do this professionally or sort of more of a hobby-based, for me, it was more professional, so, I always started with the business in mind, you know, incorporating the business um, getting uh, the, the incorporation of the business, getting the, the business bank account, getting yourself set up online so you can actually get started in the first place. Um, and then you've got to, you've got to know the, the fundamentals. You've got to know how to, you, you've got to see an Amazon listing through the eyes of a seller, not a buyer. So when somebody is shopping at the general sort of consumer, they'll they'll just search for a particular item that they want, that they want to, to purchase. They just look at the price, add to basket, and, and away with they go. As a seller, what you want to you're looking at different things. You're looking at different things that Amazon are going to give you in on that listing. They give you what they call the the sales rank. And that's a really, really key point here. They give you, they basically have um, given a number, which they call the best sellers rank to every single product on Amazon. And that number relates to how, how much of a, um, how popular that item is in a specific category. So you always, you see the number one bestseller tags, you see the bestseller tags, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that just tells you that is the number one bestseller in that particular category, but you can have products, toys, groceries, health and personal care items that are ranked 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. And all that basically means is in that moment in time of you looking at that particular listing, that is the 30,000th best-selling product on Amazon. And that may seem like, well, that that's not going to sell very much then. That's not very good. But when you track it over time, and Amazon, through their algorithm, they're always changing the seller's rank. Because if you think you've got millions of different products, they're all always changing based on uh, sales that, that's being processed. What happens is, is you can actually graph that sales rank. And every time there's a sale, it actually jumps closer to that number one bestseller. And that's why when you actually look over a product over a period of time, you actually end up seeing like a graph or like a squiggly line. And that just tells you real life information that that particular item is selling. So if you're just getting started, just, just based on that, it allows you to build a bit more confidence that if I buy this, I know it's going to be selling. And that's where we're going to start because anybody, I don't want anybody to lose their money just wildly guessing. Do you see what I mean?
1: No, but but even the way you describe that back to my engineer comment <laughs> from beforehand, because <laughs> you know there's a lot of there's a lot of detail in that. Because it, it feels to me that people who are doesn't they don't necessarily have to be great at it, but people who embrace the fact that it's a metrics driven, it's a data driven business model are going to be the ones that have you know the least risk and probably the greatest upside, because they're the ones who are going to be you know having insights if you like and strategies that are based on that information.
0: Yeah, I mean, what the, but the thing is, what I'd say now is there are, when I first got started, it was a lot of looking at graphs and looking at what's going on. Now there's, there's tools that you can press a button and it will tell you straight away. If, if It'll tell you lots of metrics about that particular item, the likelihood of it selling, how many times it's sold, it tells you so much. So there's, there's tools, there's actual tools available now that you can actually use to analyze these listings. And you can also, uh, correct
1: me if I'm wrong, you can also buy or you can outsource this anyway. You can get people to send you lists of all this stuff. So they've done the research for you. And of course, you know, you buy that, you pay for that information, but it kind of, you know, speeds up if you like, or kind of takes away this part of it. And then you've got a selection of
0: things you can purchase. So that, so what you've just touched on there, Nick, is in in my opinion, is the the real uh, vital element of making this business work at scale and um, for whatever goals that you have. So for my goal, it was, I wanted to quit my job because I was, I was frightened of losing my job and I was frightened of the situation that we was finding ourselves in. So that gave me a, a huge rocket up my heart to, to get to work, right? And um, um, to me, it was like, right, I'm now bottlenecked by time. All of us are, you know, we've got, I had a young family, um, my daughter Harper, she was only six months at the time. And I was working as obviously an electrical engineer, so I wouldn't finish finish work till four, five o'clock in the evening. And um, so we all have the uh, bottleneck called time, which means that it doesn't matter how much you work in the evening, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can source and research and try to find yourself. And that's why within two months, and if I went back to day one now, I would outsource this straight away. Within two months, I, I discovered the term virtual assistant, I was like, oh my God, you can actually hire somebody from another part of the world who can be researching products for you while I'm at work. That was my first thought. I was like, well, instead of me coming home after work and then doing all the research and trying to find products, how about I hire a a virtual assistant who's based in the Philippines so they're hours ahead of me. So they've already worked throughout the day. I get home and I've got a list there waiting for me. That, that was a, a real game changing moment because then I started to think well, not only can I get assistance from around the world to, to find products, I can also get product, uh, virtual assistants to purchase products for me. Do, do you see what I'm saying? I do. Well, I've got, <clears throat> we've both got teams of VAs now,
1: <laughs> you know, working. And that's, it's kind of is a game changer. I've talked a little bit about this, but just a slight segue for the listeners who, I said, maybe coming into the podcast first time. VAs, you can basically hire virtual assistants. And I think we both use the Philippines. There's reasons for that. It's not just the time zone. There's also a really good grasp of the English language there as well. Um, but for two to three pounds an hour, you know, you can have people really high quality educated people doing work super efficiently, you know. So um, for that reason, again, everything's about margin in this game. So you kind of, you know, I know from from Kev's, if you have if you, if you a look at Kev's videos, we put them into the show notes later on, you can see how much he's got the detail on this, but it's all about margin. So you could pay someone 25 quid an hour in the UK to do it, but if you can get someone else to do it cheaper, then it obviously increases the success, the commercial success of what you're doing. So yeah, I agree with you, that's something that, and how long did it take you to build that? It was did you, was it six months before you started bringing VAs in or was it, was it less?
0: No, it was actually, uh, I started in the June, by the August I got my first assistant, I experienced the amazing impact that that did for me, and then I got another assistant in the September, so literally within a month later, and then um, I used two assistants throughout the first Q4 period, because that was the busy period. Um, we ended up uh, surpassing the VAT threshold. We ended up going over six figures in, in sales, and that's when I hit the crossroad of, do I quit my job? And do I hand my notice in and and just go for this? And what really hit home to myself and Kylie is we'd sold in one month. Now this is, this is total revenue. This isn't profit in one month. We'd sold over uh, 36,000 pounds in one month, in one calendar month, which was more than both mine and Kylie's wages put together. So it was like, okay, what an amazing opportunity this is. And am I going to quit my job here now? Because I just, I'd got my first class degree in electrical engineering i'd become an engineer, and within six months of starting a business, I was I like, going to quit the job and um It came down to ultimately number one, like I said, the experience of life this was the opportunity, and number two, you know for me, I feel like I'd never want to have regrets, and you may feel like that as well, Nick and I'm sure your listeners do as well like you, you never want to look back in life and go, well, if I'd only done that, it did, it, did I want to, you know, should I have done that? And I thought to myself, let's do this, Kylie. Let's, let's go all in. We will work it out. We will make it work. And then literally the first two weeks of becoming free um, of my job, I hired two more virtual assistants to source. So now I had a team of four. And then I hired my first what I call my senior assistant, who began, began reviewing those products that were coming into the business, as well as purchasing those products as well. And um, that, that's, that's how it all started for me. Wow, that's a great, it's a great story.
1: I mean, in terms of just the whole piece of how you did that. I like, and just to delve into the kind of going all in point that you made, because I don't want to kind of miss the, the emphasis of that. There's a, a number of people in the community now, in my community doing a five-day challenge at the moment. And we talk about why, you know, the purpose. And some people have really struggled with the questions, you know, and the questions are actually taken from the same video that you and I both love, the Jim Rohn video. Love yeah, it. Four questions. Yeah, love exactly. It. And people were struggling with it. And, and I sort of, you know, even today I was commenting on a few posts on my Facebook group and, and I said, you know, you've got to have some leverage here. You've got to be able to take yourself to a position that if you don't take a risk, What's the consequence of that? So the short, the short term might be discomfort. You might take a risk and it's going to feel very uncomfortable. You're, um, it may not work straight away. You might be kind of overwhelmed, what's going on, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is, if you don't take that risk and you stay where you are, are you always going to be thinking back, perhaps I should have tried Yeah? And that's the you person. You're a great testament to the fact of someone who's got rid of the, let's uh, say, burn the boat, jump all in, <laughs> make it work. And so there you are now with a very successful number of businesses really. But, you know,
0: from that, from that one position. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, it, it's, it's everything, you know, the, ultimately the, the, the desire, the motivation, ultimately the energy. No, nobody can give, nobody can come. I can't come to you, Nick, and say, here's some energy. You know, I can't do that. That that has to come from you. And the only way that it comes from any of us is, ultimately becoming aware of what's important to you and then really stacking it, really stacking all those pain points as much as you possibly can to make it really, really real. And the best way to make it real is have references for, for success and failure. A, a great, great reference for me was, um, unfortunately, um, being a steel worker and being in that industry, it's dangerous. There's lots of gases, the environment, and it's it's not a nice place to, to, to work really. And what it ultimately does, it, it does lower your life expectancy. Just to give you a perspective, um, the, the average um, life expectancy from a steel worker was something like uh, 67 years old. So they worked till the 65. You know, they give everything. They do shifts, night shifts, morning shifts. They work, you know, and it's hard work. They, they, they're heroes in my eyes. And then you finally get to retirement and that's it. You you stop and unfortunately you, you pass away. And, and to me, I was like, I'm just not willing to live my life in that way. I'm just not working to get out of the job, to, to not see, unfortunately. And I stacked everything. I stacked that. I stacked Unfortunately for my my son Theo, he was born when I was 19 years old, and um, because I was going through the apprenticeship and going through university, I, I never really saw him as much as I'd like to. In terms of going to school plays and just the just the, the little things in life, like being able to walk them to school, you know, and, and experience being a real father, really. And to me, then my daughter being six months at the time, I was like, I, I, you know what, I, I want to experience this. I want to be able to go to her play. I want to be able to walk her to school. And then when you stop this, if it doesn't move you to to want to to you know get up and, and start taking massive action, as I like to say all the time, um, ultimately you've got to be the one that does that.
1: Yeah, well thanks for sharing that. Because my my story is very similar to that. And everything comes back to making sure I'm present as best I can for my girls. And you know, I, I've looked back on Decisions I've made, certainly when I was in employment and I was working all over the country, sometimes all over the world, I was traveling a lot. And it's the little things that you remember, the the points where you think, actually, you know, it's not so much I missed a school play, but, you know, you've changed, you know, my daughters have grown up. You know, I don't remember that. when When did you suddenly start to do this? You know what I mean? And then it's happening every day now. So my eldest is eight and my youngest is five, and I'm around a lot more. And the COVID-19 is a gift in that respect as well because I'm traveling less. Um, but I think, you know, if people are struggling with with that, so two, two, things, two things I kind of just want to sort of push out to the audience, people listening, is, you know, you may be going through this right now and thinking, you know, it's a massive disruption, lots of uncertainty, and you're in a job you know there might be a position where you don't like your job you haven't lost it but you just don't like it now's a good time to sort of sit back and think about you know what happens in 20 years time is this is where you are now the right place you know is the, is it going to be the right place when we all get out of this which we will you know and i don't think it'll be too much longer and if if something has happened where you know you've you've lost employment you know the easiest thing to do would be to try and get another job potentially, you know, go out there and go back to where you were. But ask yourself the question. It's not the wrong answer if you loved what you did and you want to go back and get a job again. That's fine. But if you didn't, you know, perhaps there's a a learning here, there's a message, and one of the options you've got is to have a look at online businesses and have a think about whether that's the right fit because it can create freedom. I mean, that's testament to what you've done, isn't it, Kev, because... I don't imagine now that, you know, if you choose to do something on a given day, you have the choice, don't you? I, I imagine you've got the systems worked out now.
0: It's Absolutely. Kind of a, that, that's it. Yeah. You know, that, that's it. I think you've, um, it's a great opportunity today. And um, you, you always maybe, sometimes you may think, oh, have I missed the boat? Uh, is it, you know, is, was it an opportunity five years ago when when Kev, st- when Kev started? But the opportunity is right now. You know, the, uh, what's the saying about um, planting a tree? You know, you, you plant a tree <laughs> yes. now, you know, um, because uh, ultimately you've got to find your own way, you've got to find your, and, and everybody's different. Everybody has different circumstances, different resources, different uh, starting positions, but you're creating your own story. You're creating your own, you're gonna have your own story to tell. And um, to me, get your family involved as well. Like, I was like, Theo, you're helping. Harper, even now Harper's helping, you know, at the warehouse, when we moved into the warehouse, it was like, we we can, let's, let's collapse these boxes together. You know, I've got pictures of Harper pushing boxes out the warehouse, you know, get involved because one of the things, and and one of the things I always used to think was, you know, don't work, don't work with your, with your spouse, don't work with your, with the family. And uh, I'll be honest, it was the, it, it is, the, the greatest thing that I've ever done, and Kylie will say the same, it is our X Factor because Kylie allows me, because Kylie, she manages all the warehouse, she manages all the operations, she does all the, the physical, the actual processing of products every day, and it allows me to be extracted and be there overlooking, making things easier for her. So if she wasn't like the yin, like the, we're like a yin-yang, she wasn't my opposite, you know, it, I, I, we won't be where we are today.
1: We talk about the, um, the the visionary and the integrator, which is a, um, uh, a saying from a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. And all good businesses have that, you know, regardless of whether it's a spouse or not. So you've obviously got that piece yeah. of it.
0: Yeah, great. it just it, it just gives you that it just gives you that the, I think the my point that I was trying to make is um, when you go on a journey, when you're going on a journey of of building your business, you're gonna have to put a lot of sacrifice in. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to say no to some weekends, you're gonna have to get up earlier, stay up later, and that's going to have an impact of your your, your personal life. It's gonna have an impact on your family. And to me, like I say, um, I was like Kayla, you we're doing this together. We did a goal setting workshop. Where where is it that you want to go? Where what do we want to do? And yeah, the, you know, this is we love it. Awesome. All right. So just to summarise a little bit of kind
1: of you know, as people listening to this, they've obviously heard your story. They've been reminded of it if, if they heard it a year ago. Um, it's onwards and upwards. so I know you've done a few other bits and pieces because I don't think you had, I don't think you had own label stuff going on a year ago. Well, you might have, but you didn't talk about it but you know you've launched a product online recently with Amazon mainly haven't you and didn't you say you've sold thousands of units just off the back of your own brand as well
0: that's right yeah so um a year ago lots of things have changed over the last year one of them is uh, we started to um create and design our own uh, private label products and uh, the the reason for that is because you can now control your own product you can create the listings you can you've no competition whereas the different other business models like the arbitrage and the wholesale you've you've got that competition with others the difficulty with the private label is you are creating something from nothing which means that there is no history there is you know if you've got a brand that you a product that you've just created the masses you know people, the customers, they may not be well, they won't be searching specifically for your item, not like a, an everyday popular brand. So private label is a, it's a great it's a great business. However, you've got to do it correctly in terms of um, in my opinion, you don't want to just create a listing and expect people to start buying your products. You've got to you've got to build a real business where you've got your uh, your own community. You, you've you've spoken to um, your own potential customers. You've sp- given some feedback. You know what would help you, and and what what do you think of this product? And then when you do launch, and when you do make your product available, you've you've got maybe an email list. You've maybe got a community that you're actually serving, and that's that's in my opinion the correct and the only way now in 2020. Um, to to create a successful private label product.
1: Yeah, so you've built that up over time, and we've been talking about that recently with my businesses and my wife's business, and she's got a brand and all those sort of things. Because I think that's right. You know, once you've got that community and you're adding value, we we say adding value without expectation. So help, educate, and inspire. Once you've got that, you know, and you've built that trust, then you know, obviously offering products and services that can help, which also have a commercial benefit, then it's 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 kind of expected. It's the next logical step, which is what you've done
0: exactly and and that's why uh, well, I always recommend if somebody's if somebody's listening to this and going oh do you know what I think the the physical products would be a real um, a, a real interest to me I, I think I, I'll get started with this my recommendation would always be to start with something like an arbitrage because it will give you the fundamentals it will give you if you spend 50 pound and hopefully you you understand the process and you you sell them but if you if you don't if something goes wrong, it's only 50 pounds. The last thing I want, and I've heard horror stories of people trying to get started with private label and they've put 5,000 pounds in an item and now they're stuck with thousands of units at a warehouse and they're wondering why it didn't work. So um, it's a process in my opinion. You get started, know the fundamentals, and then if you do have ambition to, to create your own physical products, then um, you know there's, there's no time like the present. This is a, an exciting time. Yeah, great. Okay, well, listen. Where can so I've I've sort of had a look through. You've got a
1: series of about five videos, haven't you, which gives a really good understanding of this whole kind of what we've spoken about beforehand. The model, or actually, firstly, your journey, how you started, then you get into the kind of the model, the various machines and systems that you've built, and how that all works. So we'll put the, put a link in that into the um, into the show notes as well. Um, but where else can people reach you, Kev, if they want to come out and ask questions? They might you might get inundated again with everyone wanting to start online businesses now.
0: No, I mean uh, for, for me, you can you ask me any questions that you you want. There's no problem. You can find me online. Just search for a uh, life success engineer. Um, I I'll do a lot on Instagram, so just search for life success engineer on Instagram. You'll find me there. But on YouTube, I've uh, created so many videos. Um, if you just search for my channel, just go to lifesuccessengineer.com forward slash YouTube. You'll go straight to it. And uh, there's there's lots of free, you know, beginner. Uh, going step by step sort of introducing you through the the, the journey and, and the beginnings
1: yeah well i can thoroughly having gone through those videos i can thoroughly thoroughly recommend them and um and just to say you're a gentleman mate since we met you know 18 months ago you've always shown up with a huge amount of energy always wanted to help people nothing's too much trouble for you so it's it's great to have you as a friend personally and also as a friend to scale up your business and uh,
0: thanks again for coming on the show again today it's (laughs) It's an absolute pleasure nick and and likewise honestly it's been uh i always think back to that uh, upw and i walk away from that thinking you know meeting nick was worth i mean the 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 seminar itself is amazing but meeting nick is just the the icing on the the cake so uh, thanks very much mate Great, i appreciate that thank you very much thank you